So, we're standing at the crossroads of generative AI and financial services. Here's the big question. How does that work? Well, there are people in the industry who are leading the charge to adapt AI to what banking's doing every day. And we'll be talking with one of those people, Nina Valayan, the CEO of Engageware. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate, actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks once again. Or if it's the first time, thanks in general for tuning in to Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus family of podcasts. We have just returned from Money 2020 in Vegas. What a time we had. I promise you, I didn't bet anything on red or black or the slots. In fact, I wasn't even betting that I was going to make it out alive, but I did. And today on the podcast, boy, we love this company. They're back for a return visit. And the guest today has been on one of our specials. Here she is again, Nina Valayan. Nina has more than 25 years experience and a successful background with enterprise SaaS and building high-performance management teams. Prior to joining the team at Engageware, Nina was president and CEO at Ziva and an investor and acting CEO of Stewardship Technology, Inc. Nina has also held multiple senior-level executive and investor positions with financial payments and software technology operations, including as the CEO of Frontstream Payments, the COO of Official Payments, and a divisional president at Sally May. She earned her bachelor's and master's from the University of Maryland in College Park. You're talking to a Baltimore native here, I should let you know. <laughs> Nina, welcome to Bankadelic. Lou, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be back. And I also did not lose money in Vegas. Good. <laughs> there are some things that are far from a gamble. And boy, oh boy, there has been so much going on at Engageware. And first of all, I would love it if you could tell us more about the acquisition of Ivo and what that means as a new chapter for Engageware. Thanks, Lou. We were very excited about the acquisition of Ivo. I met the CEO back in June, and what Engageware was trying to do is 
as a customer engagement company, we really wanted to provide an end-to-end platform for our credit union and banking customers, not just in the U.S., but internationally. And what we were looking for as I joined EngageWare in November of 2022, we were really looking for an AI platform to kind of wrap around our knowledge management and our appointment scheduling platform. We kind of saw where the market was going. And what we wanted to do is, as we were hearing from our customers about automating customer service, about reducing their call center workload, they were looking for an omni-channel offering from a market perspective and operating efficiencies. We had two of the three pieces and the third piece was really using AI for the automation of everything. So starting the conversation in June, they were a leader in conversational and generative AI. And Ivo was founder-based. They started in Argentina in 2012, and they have 170 customers, 70% being banks, so very large financial institutions outside the United States. And they also worked with retail. So the verticals really lined up nicely. But the entire vision was being able to offer a platform play to help with those four objectives I kind of outlined for our customers in the United States to basically bring their technology here. Now, that has got to be very exciting. It puts you right on the bleeding edge and then some. Maybe you can walk us through in general what it means to have generative AI integrated into knowledge management offerings. It seems like it's a very potent combination. Well, it is. It's really interesting because I always go back to various use cases and I really think about what our customers are trying to do. And as we know, with credit unions and banks, as well as you know, they have an issue staffing. They have an issue with their employees when it comes to training. They have an issue providing 24 by 7 support. And their biggest issue also right now, especially with SVP, is deposits. And how do they increase their deposits? When you think about credit unions in general with their members, they're aging. They're trying to figure out new ways to attract the younger generation. And the only way you're going to attract the younger generation is by using technology. They're not going to walk into a a branch per se, and they're not going to engage via lobby. So your technology from a digital perspective has to be really, really good. And when we were thinking about that and listening to our customers, we knew that we needed to help them along that journey and to provide almost an omni-channel experience that was consistent between the digital, but also walking into the lobby, giving their customers choice, which is really important. As we all know, I use the example of even for me with United, when I was missing points, I don't want to call United. I used the chat functionality and they resolved my issue. And this would be at midnight. And we wanted to bring that kind of technology and offering to financial institutions in the U.S., And that's the direction that I'm taking EngageWare. What Ivo does, it kind of wraps around using AI with our knowledge base that we manage on behalf of banks and credit unions. It actually helps with the automation of routine questions, routine tasks, using a virtual assistant on their website, whether it be through a web chat 
if they want to put it on their mobile application as well, if they want to use WhatsApp as a channel. But the whole focus was with the technology from a platform perspective, our mission was solving the customer's issue and the first interaction. So as a customer was either calling via the phone, they were texting, they were going through the website, they were trying to get information. We wanted to be sure that through our platform technology that was deployed, that we could solve their issue in the first interaction. And if not, provide them with the ability to speak to the contact center or the call center, but for the employees also to have access to all the data, all the content, all the information they needed to resolve their customer members issue. But you have to give the employee the ability to have access to all the information, drop information into an ongoing chat with the customer if the first interaction the issue was not resolved and for more complicated issues as well. We also wanted the ability from a content perspective to also use authenticated chat and integrate with core banking platforms to answer the customer remembers question when it relates to, you know, what's my balance? I need to update my profile. I moved any kind of information there as well. And then what we did is we said, you know what, we're going to wrap around generative AI. And there's so much noise about generative AI, but in the context and the use case that we thought was really important for the financial institutions we work with is whether people know today or not, EngageWare is the brain. We manage all the procedures and policies on behalf of 400 plus credit unions and banks in the US. And it's all about the content. And when we have the content, what they're able to do is if you're a bank employee or a credit union and you wanted to search for a procedure or you want to know what is my bank's routing number, for instance, you would get a response that was Google-like with a bunch of line items. You would go into that data to be able to respond to the customer or to the member. And what we did is we layered on generative AI. And what generative AI is doing, it is actually looking through the content and providing an exact answer with the data, with the content, to make it super simple for an employee to find the information they need and then provide that information to resolve the customer's or the member's issue. And it works really, really well. And it's really quick. And it was to help train the employees on behalf of our customers. Now, that makes so much sense to me. It's very clear. And it also sounds very forward leaning. What might be difficult, I'm thinking, is to explain this to potential clients who are still trying to grasp what generative AI is in the first place. And this is such a new offering that they may not even know it exists. How do you explain it to people that you might be working with so that they can grasp what the potential is here? Lou. Oh my gosh, I'm glad you asked that question. There's so much noise in the market about generative AI and how Microsoft's using it. Are you sharing my data with OpenAI? Does ChatGPT have it? It's now in the universe and the internet, especially when you're thinking about policies and procedures and privacy of the US financial institutions. So the way we explain it is one, we write up a document, we provide them how we handle it. 
The other thing we tell them is Engageware has been working with the bank's policies and procedures for over 18 years. So we help them break it out, make it very easy to search through. We break it down into a decision tree by department so that each department can have access to their particular content. And then as they go through the search capabilities, the way that we explain it is what generative AI is doing is it's just your content. It's almost like single tenant. We just layer it on top of it to find through the content, through search, almost like an advanced search to find the answer. And the other thing that we explained to them, Lou, is we're thinking about the automating customer service. And we're thinking about how we help with the call center workload and help reduce it. We have through the virtual assistant, when you can visualize this, we have preset questions and answers, kind of the most frequent. And then we also layer in authenticated chat where I talked about the fact that you can get your balance, you can change your profile. And then what we're doing is we're using generative AI to scrape their website. So we scrape their website and then we work with the bank or the credit union to figure out which content within the website they wanted to add to the content. And from the content, the AI is able to learn from it. And the reason this is important is not only do the employees have access to this content that is publicly based, we curate it for them, but the virtual assistant has access to it. The employees have access to it so that they have as many content pieces as possible to get to the answer on behalf of the customer or the member. So we start with that. We start with Lou and I joke internally, I call us the content people. There's a lot of organizations that start with this digital communication kind of end to end. We actually started very thoughtfully with the content. Yes. We manage all the policies and procedures. My tagline is if the data is bad or the content's bad, it's garbage in, garbage out. I don't care if you're trying to automate routine questions. But if the virtual assistant is accessing content that's bad, you're never going to give the member or the customer the right answer. So we start with the content. We start with how we manage it, the procedures, policies, and the privacy around it. That is very much a soup to nuts summary of how it works. And oh, I'm sorry, wait, this is just came in from the Bankadelic Newswire here. Engageware is now a vendor integration partner with Jack Henry. <laughs> There's just Engageware news busting out all over the place. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I just came back a couple of weeks ago from Jack Henry. And then as I was describing the integration and solving the member of the customer's need in the first interaction, the only way that you can automate those routine questions is we asked our partners, we said, what's the top 20 questions that you get coming into your contact center or your call center? They provided us the top 20 and we realized the content on the website, the employee knowledge management, any preset questions and answers that the AI could learn from, you also needed to integrate with core banking platforms. And we had a hundred or so customers that are scimitar, credit unions, and they said, hey, can you integrate with Jack Henry, Scimitar? Can you go out and get the profile information? 
Can you authenticate Lou, for instance? Can you tell me the five last transactions I had? And what we did is we went out, we did that integration into our platform, which we call Studio, so that any other credit union or bank that actually needs that for the virtual assistant will have that access. Now, along those lines, communicating these messages about all of the great stuff that's going on, the work with Jack Henry and the VIP program, the IVO acquisition, I think that there was this mentality that had to set in during the pandemic that you did all this sort of stuff through Zoom meetings, video conferencing, letting people know what's going on. But it seems that Engageware has not wasted any time getting on the road and connecting with customers and prospects in person. Why is that so important to you and what's driving that? You know, it's interesting, Lou. I think after the pandemic, people really wanted to go and meet face-to-face. And I always say people buy from people they like and they trust. And Engageware being in this market for 18 plus years, we're a trusted advisor. It was very important for us to go out, listen to the market for us to ensure that we had the right strategy. And when you think about the 24 by seven support that banks and credit unions need to compete with the big guys, I'm gonna call it the mid-market regional banks and credit unions. It was really interesting that they still want the personalization They still want the ability to see their members or see their customers, even if they're not going to come into the lobby. And with the strategy that we set with the end-to-end customer engagement platform, one of the things with the 24 by 7 support, I talk about the content management of the content for the virtual assistant, but after hours, they have the ability to book an appointment. And it's not to book an appointment just to go into the lobby. It's to book an appointment by department so that the wealth manager or the wealth advisor of the credit union of the bank can call you, Lou, and have a video chat. And you can do video banking, but you can book your appointment at two o'clock in the morning. It can get on the wealth advisor's calendar and they can go ahead and give you a call and they can do video banking. And this has become very important because it is that face-to-face interaction post the pandemic that drives conversion and drives more deposits, more opportunities to deliver loans, but also keep the relationship with their member base or with their customer base. Face-to-face interaction. I love it. And I hope that we get to do some face-to-face interaction sooner rather than later. It has been So great to have you back on Bankadelic. Nina, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me again, Lou. Nina Valayan is the CEO of Engage, where she is based in Vienna, Virginia. Be sure to look for Nina on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. 
sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. With more than 1.2 million page views annually, Talking Biz News is the go-to source for happenings in business journalism. Whether you're a PR professional, a business journalist, or someone just breaking into the field, TBN is a source that you cannot do without. Whether you're following the Washington Post, New York Times, local media outlets, or some feisty news startup, Talking Biz News has you covered. Job openings are also listed and updated every day on the TBN website. Be sure to sign up for your free subscription to the TBN newsletter at Talking Biz News. That's Talking B-I-Z News.com. Howdy, I'm Elmo, and I'd like to introduce you to Bessie. She's a two-ton best-in-show hyper, four years running at the Paluki County Fair. But this year, I'm out fitting her as my CEO. It's Cow Executive Officer to run my brand new company, Grazeware. And Dad Gummit, if you're trying to set up a great online experience for your customers, we got plenty of line for hanging up your overalls. And if you're in a hurry to get something done, like Deposit a jar of pennies at the local bank branch. Why you just hop on Bessie's back? She'll get you there by closing time. A week or two from now, I reckon. Now, jumpin' Jehoshaphat. I wish Grayswell were available on the interwebs or on our floppy disks. But we do have hard drives because, you know, my John Deere left ruts in the dirt path to the general store, but at least I got me my feed corn. So remember, when you're trying to experience something, uh, I don't know, whatever it is, remember us, Grazeware. You just ask Bessie, she'll graze wherever she likes. I guess. Three Bullseyes. Number one. When you think about credit unions in general with their members, they're aging. They're trying to figure out new ways to attract the younger generation. And the only way you're gonna attract the younger generation is by using technology. Number two. 
It is that face-to-face interaction post the pandemic that drives conversion and drives more deposits, more opportunities to deliver loans, but also keep the relationship with their member base or with their customer base. Number three. There's so much noise in the market about generative AI and how Microsoft's using it. Are you sharing my data with OpenAI? Does ChatGPT have it? It's now in the universe and the internet, especially when you're thinking about policies and procedures and privacy of the U.S. financial institutions. And now, Louis Views. Nina Valayan of Engageware spoke about the ability of financial services to harness the power of generative AI to create transformative experiences for consumers, employees, and companies alike. Now, here's the thing. There is no telling to what extent AI will explode out because the technology gets more and more sophisticated. Now, one thing I wonder about is how AI will be applied. And here's where we have to think forwards by thinking backwards. And here's what I mean by that. If we identify the pain points that really affect the lives of people who use the services that we put out, then we can make sure that AI is programmed and created to address those points and to move the ball forward. It's one thing to think of it as the proverbial shiny new toy and see what you can get going. Well, it makes a lot more sense, I think, with any technology to really apply it to the friction points. What is it that consumers still can't get done? What keeps employees from giving the best service possible? What propels companies onto a platform where they can really live out the vision that made the company soar in the first place? I think it's all there, and I am an optimist, a perpetual optimist when it comes to AI. And here's my hope and my bet that artificial intelligence in the years ahead will be able to solve a panoply of problems that affect the industry in a forward-moving way so that we can all benefit. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Ken Montone. Our business consigliere, the one and only Rob Gaynor. Dude, I totally got into the show. Thanks as always to the William Mills Agency for their generous support. Thanks also to Banker Hire, Lemonade LXP, and Talking Biz News, a division of Vested LLC. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn and at the Civil War reenactment as Abraham Lincoln. Until next time, so long. Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.